Welcome to the Modern Day Med Spa, a short-form podcast by Audacity Consulting so you can listen and learn on your way to the office. Learn to build a million-dollar business and gain back your time with easy frameworks, strategies, and tactics. If this is helpful, leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Modern Day Med Spa here with Charmaine Trujillo and Dean Trickline. What's up, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Howdy, howdy. Today's going to be a little bit of a longer one. I think this one is going to be ultra um, beneficial for you guys because as we have surveyed more and more med spa owners and talked to so many med spa owners in the United States and Canada, we continue to see the, um, the issue of team. Team is one of our biggest um, ways that we know that uh, med spa can continue to grow. Building a team, empowering your team, having a great team around you, putting the right person in the right seat, making sure that your team is cohesive, making sure the communication is in line. That's a lot of what we do here at Audacity Consulting inside our MedSpa Mastery Program. And uh, today we're talking about how you can empower your team to bring in more business for you so that you can ultimately have the freedom they deserve. You didn't start this MedSpa so that you can work 80 hours a week, to have your calendar full all the time, so that you are worked all the time and you have to do every single thing, right? It's all about how do you delegate. So today we're talking about exactly how we can get your team to do so, right? This is super, super important. Buy yourself some time. What are some other benefits that you see, Dean, that might be like, hey, I I, I want my team to do the work. What will that give a med owner? Oh my gosh. So th- this is so important. So like, as you alluded to earlier in, in, in med spa mastery, one of our key components is all about the people, right? Your team. Uh, I think it was Lancioni who said, if you have a rowboat and your whole team is rowing in the same direction, you don't have a rowboat anymore. You have a secret weapon. However, if you have a rowboat and you have five people rowing in one direction and two or three rowing in the other, now you have an anchor, right? The, the, the power of empowering your team, if you will, is, is in creating freedom and time and peace of mind as the owner or the COO. When you can go to work, oh, wait, no, rewind that, fuck that. If you cannot go to work, if you can go to Fiji, Bora Bora, wherever the hell you want to go, Thailand, dip your toes in crystal clear blue water and know that your team is going to be just as productive as they were than as they were when you were there and go back and you're not fixing and putting out fires. Now you're part of the two or one percent of the med spa population that is absolutely fucking killing the game. When you can empower your team to take more on, when you can delegate things, not just in sales, right? So a lot of these companies have this notion, oh, I'm the injector, I inject. Well, if you work for my med spa, you're a formerly employed injector because you are going to be a sales specialist first, and then you're going to be an injector. So I hope the, the ride was nice, but pack your shit and get the fuck out. When you can do that from sales, obviously it's going to boost revenue. People take accountability. Plus it gives your people a sense of belonging, a sense that they are helping build the practice itself. It's intrapreneurship, not entrepreneurship, but just as powerful. Um, a couple of examples I've seen 
with clients we've worked with is again, this, I do this and I do this. I don't do that. Well, you're also not even breaking even as a business, right? Most of the time. Uh, then you have some of these people who are solopreneurs or have one other person on this team. Well, I do this and this, and it's all mine. Like they won't let go of the vine. So they can't grow. They have somebody there hungry, eager, just waiting to be fed something to do, and they won't let go of the vine. So it stunts their growth. They hit the ceiling, right? right? Or many times, I think a lot of the times that happens is, 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 is it's a fear of conflict, right? So they don't want to have these discussions about empowering more people, or they feel that they're going to be disempowered by giving some of the responsibilities away. There has to be clear channels of communication and flow to be able to enable this to happen. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I've been in different med spas, just kind of hanging out, waiting to talk to the owner. Meanwhile, I can hear these estheticians, people who are front desk people, and they're talking to potential clients here. And my goodness, the, the amount of um, information that they give them um, is, is overwhelming. And there's and it's, and it's no shock to say that like these people who are like, all right, let me give some, let me, let me take some time to think about all the information that you just gave me and they walk out. All you had to do was ask them, what's your problem? What do you need? Here's what we're going to do for you. And they would have just happily opened their wallet, swiped their credit card. Um, but again, it goes down to the training that these people don't have um, inside of their in, inside. And they just need to be, they just need to learn how to, how, how to, serve, how to sell. Very important. Absolutely. 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 And on top of that, it's not even just the selling component, right? But if you want to be a part of a business, see, there's this whole, I'm about to get pissed, but there's this whole term, this, this new age bullshit going around of quiet quitting, right? I'm just going to do just enough at my job to get my paycheck, not necessarily, you know, rattle the cage at all, but I'm going to do just enough. If you have those people, those asses in seats at your company, you need to fire those asses exponentially quickly. Right? You have to get rid of them fast. What should happen if you have any aspiration to be a top two or 1% med spa, which I fucking hope you do, because why the hell are you in business if not? But if you hope to, you have to have the right people that want to do these things. So not just selling, upselling, things like that, people providing the absolute best service for the client these people need to providing the absolute best service for your business that means if they aren't slammed to the gills right we all know that we're not everybody's booked back to back to back to back 24 7 365 if they have time they should be getting on social media channels they should be posting about their expertise they should be doing something uh, for the greater good of the business not just sitting there and looking up chicken recipes on the computer or job hunting right? <laughs> or another job right they need to be on the same page and this starts at the top and it starts with developing certain standard operating procedures expectations and things like that and if you don't have those I think it's very important that you start developing and building those quickly because what's probably happened is you've probably built a team that has a lot of nasty habits right now. And because it's been going on so long, those nasty habits have become status quo, which means that this is their normal, right? It's not okay. So you need to start retraining them so you can empower them to take some of the 
pressure, I guess would be the word, off of your plate and start handling some of that on their own. Well, am I going to have to pay them more? Well, if you're already paying them industry standards, those should be expectations built in, right? Yeah. Um, it really should. Now, if you want to bonus, incentivize, or do you know other things, you know certain things, that's that's entirely your responsibility, and we could probably break into that here in a minute. Um, but for the most part, I think it should be part of the job description. If you want to work here, you are part of the face of the franchise you are expected to do to do certain these certain things and trust me it's not more work it's a lot more fun yeah exactly right um with that i I, oh i'm gonna kind of circle back like yeah you know i again a lot of these uh things that uh dean has said is is mistakes that i've made and that's what we've worked on but yeah and it's kind of um crazy i've had you know a staff of five to six before and you know paid over industry standard and you know they got comfortable with that um but here's the thing is you know i was very nice and like i wanted it to be fun i had all great intentions for that but you know i didn't realize that i wasn't leading by setting expectations for them Mm -hmm. you know because they were my best friends they were you know Mm. uh, you know i try to um, put us on the same level where I was, you know, literally running my ass off room to room to room to produce. And these girls are, they weren't looking up chicken recipes, but you know, they're sitting there getting their salaries and, and, you know, all on the other side of the office kind of chilling, Um, which I didn't know because I was doing the one running around and producing um, their salaries. So um, there's definitely a balance, I think, that needs to, that we're correcting, and I have corrected, um, because even after that, after, um, excuse me, COVID, uh, you know, I ran with a a two-man crew, and we were producing more than what the staff of six were, but that's because I had one employee that was in the right seat and committed and knew what to do, and we, we rocked it together. So, and we still are, actually. At this point, um, looking awesome. to build later, but now we're going to have ops to where you know we start. We're starting fresh and building. So sometimes, sometimes when you're uh, the owner of a business and you have people, you're so busy doing everything and you managing people that you forget to see the other side of things. So I'm going to talk about two different ways to look at this from different angles. Number one, what does it look like if you have to sell all the business by yourself? What does that look like? So number one, well, let's say you just can't, let's say you are booked to the brim 40 hours a week of just like bringing in new people. Well, what does that mean? That means there's a theoretical cap on your business. I once talked to a therapist one time, solopreneur. I was like, how many, how many could you do in one day? Well, I was like, well, I wake work eight hours a day. I was like, so theoretically there is a cap on your business. You cannot make any more money unless you raise your rates. Cool. So think about that. Number two, what happens if you go into a sales slump or like people stop converting or things happen like that? Is that all on you? Why does it have to be all on you? What if you had other people to help you out inside the sales? So ultimately you become, if you're doing this by yourself, you're going to get burned out, right? You're going to get overwhelmed. And number two, this is gets really deep is you almost start to become ungrateful for the employees in your business because they're like, oh, why aren't you doing more? Like what, you know what I mean? Like it, it happens in those kinds of ways. So think about it from there. Like what happens if you do all the, if you're the only one bringing your own business? So if you look at it that way, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to get help bringing in more business, right? So that's number one. Number two is what does this look like from the employee side, right? 
I think employees always want clarity. They want to have clear expectations of what's needed and you need to be able to give that to them. So if there's one thing that you can do today, it's create those opportunities, create uh, the, the satisfaction in their job that they have these things and they can bring in business and incent incentivize them if they're money, if they are money. Some people literally, they just want to be busy. That's okay. And like, even if they don't see much of a raise, like pay them more, of, of course, but like if they bring in more opportunity, people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's validating, you know? Um, and like, it's, I kind of look at it like, you know, children, like most kids, like there's a children when you have kids, they like structure. Cause then they know at a certain point that it's time to brush your teeth. It's time to go to bed. That's not, you're not going to get uh, from them or you're not going to have those temper tantrums. People do like structure and having that open communication right away. Um, again, I've, made my mistakes and just, you know, assuming everybody else knows what's in my head that this is what needs to be done because I take for granted that, you know, my experiences before, and then also it is my business and, and I am hungry and driven. So um, I think having those clear cut things like, Hey, if this is um, say you have downtime, you get on social media and you say, Hey, I have this time available. I'll give you 10% off whatever but that goes along too with that entrepreneurship like you mm -hmm. but uh i think a lot of employees don't have and even expectations of owners don't they don't let go of the reins a little bit to where the employee doesn't think that that, that it's part of theirs mm -hmm. as well because it truly is because you know um so i think there is just a happy balance it's and you just have to kind of figure that out yeah, absolutely. And different ways that you can um, pay your employees. There's lots of different ways. Number one, you can obviously just be a salaried employee. That's great. Um, it can work, but there's got to be a little bit more sometimes, especially if you want to incentivize these people so that they have these numbers, right? Um, we'll get into like KPIs in a minute and scorecards because Dean's got a really good uh, thing that he's been working on for a long time that's working really, really well. Uh, but in terms of pay, there's always incentives. If you sell this many or this much, you get X bonus, right? And you can make different kind of tiers on that T-I-E-R-S. So like, hey, if you sell this much, you get more. If you sell this much, you get even more, right? So lots of different ways that you can incentivize them on that. This is the way that um, uh, you know car salesmen are, are, are sold. And that's kind of why it kind of leads a little bit of like that sleazy because they're just trying to push and push as much. Other ways you can do are bonuses, right? This is different than the incentives, but like, hey, if you hit KPI or if you hit this, then you get a, a certain bonus on that one. And then obviously there's always the commission structure. So you get this much of whatever you sell on top of that. Usually it's kind of in like that 10% range. So if you sell this much, you get this much of a profit on top of whatever it is. But uh, that goes, but in order to do that, you have to know no, that, what no, your no, numbers no, are. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think this is important just because, of the, especially with the commission deal, the very yeah. state to state, um, commissions on procedures, things like that, that's a no-no. But commissions on, you know, uh, over-the-counter yeah. skincare mm -hmm. lines, products like that, defense, acne defense, you know, anything like that is a, is a but, is a, is a bonus. So that was just a disclaimer on our part. If you're listening to this or watching this, right. don't go slamming sales commissions on a lot of your treatments and procedures okay you could get in some trouble for that yeah 100 percent. but like like i was saying it goes into knowing what your numbers are talk about the scorecard 
Dean and how that would play oh. into the mid spot here? Scorecards are huge because they bring accountability to everybody. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? When you're talking about empowering your team, you're talking about accountability, right? Uh, everybody has a job, um, but there's also sub jobs under those jobs that you can give them that boost morale, bring people together, create culture, family, unity, things like that. So what a scorecard does and how they are best used is on a weekly a weekly basis, right? So the company as a whole has a number. The company as a whole, this is important now because the individual will have a number too, but the company as a whole has a number for, for several things. So like for med spas, uh, just going to throw some out there off the top of my head. We can think about leads, right? Number of people calling in, number of those leads going to consultations. So consultations booked and showed um, from there. Uh, well, consultations booked, then consultation showed there's difference. Just because you book a consultation doesn't mean that they showed, right? And that's important. A lot of people are fucking up there. Um, the, the sales, how many sales transpired of those people that showed? And then the upsell, it was, was an upsell made. So these are just like some numbers. So you set goals. So we want 400 leads a month, right? So that's roughly 100 leads a week, right? So that's the number that you're shooting for, right? Uh, that's your scorecard. If you hit it, great. If you don't, you know that area needs work. Out of those leads, how many booked? Out of those booked, how many showed? Each one of these is a number on a scorecard and you have something that you're constantly aiming for. Now it's like, okay, who's responsible for that? Well, that's why every individual in your company needs to have a number too right? So it could be for the people answering the phones, the front desk people, you know, it's my job. Their, their number could be 75. And what that represents is I need to get 75% of the people that call in to the consultation, right? To there. If 25% if doesn't show up, you know, I did my best, but 75 is my number. Now, once they start hitting 75 consi consistently, how can we make that 80? Now that number becomes 80 for them. Now for your clinicians, the people doing the consultations, maybe their number is 100% of the consultations that I show. And this isn't out of the question, guys, To for med spa people to sell 100% of the time. These people are coming in hot anyway. If they don't walk out with some fucking lip balm, you're doing something wrong. Like you should be able to sell 100% of your people. But let's just say your sales are dismal because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's all right. That's what we're here for. Anyhow, um, if they're dismal and you're selling 65%, well, now your cl clinicians have a new number and that's 75. Now, how do, how do you bump that up? Well, they need some training. They need some sales training. They need some Socratic sales training, whatever it might be, right? Now say their, their, their upsell number is zero. Out of the people that come in, they're not upselling anything. And for you guys out there that don't know, for us, upselling means double your average ticket price. That's to start. Now, it gets a little more customized there depending on the business. But when you're starting, look up your average ticket price, say, oh, it's 400 bucks. Upselling means selling something for $800, right? Here's a story, case study, right? Just got off the phone not too long ago with somebody. They're dismal across the board. They're lead, they need to up their leads. Their, their uh, bookings are horrible. Their show rate is horrible. Their sales are really, really good of the people that show. If we just doubled their, their, show, their show up rate, we'd probably add another seven figures to their yearly 
revenue, right? But where they're really bad is of those people that they sell, they upsold zero. So now we can look at this across the board, knowing what our numbers are, collectively come together as a team to figure out how we can up those two numbers, especially the show rate and the upsell. If we can generate the upsell, we double the average ticket price. So essentially you're doubling your revenue. If Even if you just bring it up a little bit, and if you just bump the, the show up rate by 10 to 15%, you're adding six plus figures in multiple six plus figures um, to your, to your re revenue. So when you have a scorecard that you can look over weekly, it, this is why it's so important. Most owners look over their profit and loss statements, right? Emphasis on the loss because you lost a whole fucking month before you were able to do something about it, right? When you look at P&L, it's for the month prior, right? So what are you going to do about that? nothing. When you have a scorecard, it empowers you to be able to make changes. So you go over into your weekly meeting, you can say, ah, we're not hitting our lead. We're not hitting our this, 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 any of these numbers. We need to focus more attention this week to get those up. So you're not trying to have to react every month to get out of the hole you just put yourself in, but more you can respond to the stimulus that's taking place weekly. What I'm hearing from you, Dean, is that in order to empower your team, to bring in more business, to, to help the business grow. They need number one, data, right? Number two, they need accountability on that data. And number three, they need to know what to do when that data is not to KPI. Is that is that kind of what I'm hearing? You're, you're nailing it, right? You're nailing it. That's exactly what it is. Um, and, and, and it's across the board, right? Like it's ugly out there, guys in the med spa industry, it is ugly because one, people aren't even really tracking their data to begin with. So how can you fix something that you're not even sure exists? <clears throat> what gets measured gets managed, right? And then you go a level deeper. It's like, okay, now we do know what the issue is. How do we go about fixing it? And now that we know how to go about fixing it, who does the fixing? So it's three layers of the cake that you have to have addressed. That the who does the fixing is when you get people involved and they help come up with the solution. And this is how the business grows. Exactly. Exactly. I, I if, if you're listening to this, you're a med spa owner. Um, I just want you to imagine, don't close your eyes because you're probably driving, but just imagine your employees, like imagine yourself, number one, you're on, you're on vacation and for five days in a row, your phone doesn't ring. There's no text messages from your staff because they know not to bother you, number one. And number two, they know what to do. They're asking the right questions. They're charting. They're keeping the records. They're swiping more credit cards. And then you come back from vacation and they just had a record week of sales. Think about what that could do to your business if you continue to grow that way. And it starts with what we're talking about here, keeping the right data, holding them accountable to that data and making sure they know what to do when that data is not the KPI. No one's going to get fired. You don't have to do that. But if, it, if it's trending the wrong way and you can see that something's wrong, then yeah, there's going to have to be something that happens. But just imagine what that looks like. And this, I think this is where it starts is, is, is just making sure that you start to track some of these numbers. Absolutely. Actually, Mark, you said something. I'll tell you where it starts. Uh, you're right. You have to get data, but how, how to empower your company as a whole, it starts with trust, right? It starts with trust. There has to be trust from the owner 
all the way down to whoever's scrubbing the floors, right? And whoever's scrubbing the floors needs to be in the meetings too, because they're part of your team. But there has to be trust there, because if there isn't trust there, people aren't going to take it upon themselves or take the initiative for certain things because they're afraid they're going to get in trouble if it goes wrong. So there has to be trust for one, people to get on board, and two, so there can be productive conflict. Two words that you don't hear together very often, productive conflict, like jumbo shrimp, just doesn't fucking make sense. But it really does. It really does. Because not there has to be open channels of communication and debate so people can get what's on their mind off. You just can't make it personal, but now you bring everything together. You have a culture and, and uh, uh, built around trust. Now people are going to want to take a little bit more on. It's not like, oh, they're just giving me more responsibility. It's like, oh, I want to help grow this thing. And it's because they trust everybody and everybody trusts them. 100%. I, I was once part of a business. Actually, I owned a business, didn't do too well. Um, and uh, there were uh, some of my employees, they could just smell that even though like um, the business was doing okay, that they could smell like the desperation and like, like how like it affected the, the, the ownership and how are you supposed to feel empowered as an employee if the owner is not like themselves confident about the situation at all. So that again, it leads into the trust, the authority that you have. So super, super important. Uh, Stormy, anything else? Um, no, I think Jean covered it all, really. Yeah, let's rock and roll, guys. All right, guys, that was a great episode. Um, well, think long story short, just make sure that your team is one of the biggest components of how your business can grow. And if they are not, it's time to start taking the steps to giving them the right roles, the right responsibilities, and the right procedures and operations, having an operating system inside of your business so that they can do this for you, so that you ultimately get the freedom that you're looking for. That's it for this episode, guys. Guys, wait, wait, hold on, Mark. And I, oh, just one thing, and this is important because I like the past kind of metaphors. You know, business is a team sport right? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Whenever I write the word team, I always capitalize every letter because it really is an acronym for me. And it might sound cheesy, but together, everyone achieves more. If you can get everybody rowing the same way, you do not have a rowboat anymore. You have a secret weapon. Think of it as like, I, I know this is the med spa world, but everybody can probably assimilate. If you have an eight cylinder motor, right? A V8, and you're doing everything Thing, you're running on one cylinder that that is not a very efficient running machine anymore yep that's all exactly i got right. if you guys are needing help go to audacity consulting that group subscribe to this podcast get the most updated podcast your email and not only that get started book a call with us we'd be happy to jump on you uh, help assess where your needs are on the first call and we will kind of take it from there we'll see you guys in the next episode peace